0: What's up, Steve?
1: What's up, Kevin? It's been a while, but I'm glad that we're taking time out today to, to talk about this. Yeah, man. It's um, a
0: kind of a crazy time. And for the listeners out there, you're probably listening to us uh, during quarantine. Uh, right now, uh, most of the world is on lockdown. Uh, so we figured we'd do an episode um, and give you guys some quarantine content.
1: Today's topic is, uh, I guess, what is it? It's just making the most out of times like these. There's a lot of different
0: um, things that can be done uh, that we figured we share with you. Um, and just kind of sharing from my personal experience, I think uh, transitioning to the work, work from home environment has definitely uh, took me some time to adjust uh, just because uh, I was so used to having a routine uh, working uh, at an office, then coming home and having that separation um, was uh, kind of useful. And I realized I needed to reestablish a new routine, uh, starting working from home to really uh, catch my workflow again. So we'll dive a little bit into, um, you know, like Stuart said, you know, what's how do we make the most out of uh, times like these and how do we make it productive while? Well, also, um, seeing it as an opportunity to improve on areas that uh, we might not have gotten the chance to do so. Um, so, I mean, what's your experience like, Sir? Um You know, since this whole quarantine, um, have you found yourself to be more distractive, productive?
1: I think um, everyone's a little bit different. You know, some people are, are a little bit more extroverted. I've always found myself to be comfortable being being alone, you know, just doing my own thing on my own time. So it wasn't it wasn't really that bad. Although I will say that when we got into, you know, the third and fourth week of this quarantine, it did start getting a little bit boring. You know, there's only so much renovation you can do inside your house, so much yard work or like yada yada, so many, so many Netflix show you can watch before you start feeling a little bit bored. Oh, yeah. um, but but I do think that, have, like you said, having a a mental structure of your day is really important, especially once you, if if this quarantine continues on much longer than it already has, which seems most likely to mm-hmm. be the case, um, is to kind of write down on a notebook, you know, what it is you want to do, preferably the hardest things, like we've mentioned in past episodes on Espresso Corner. Um, basically write down the most important tasks that you want to get done in the beginning of the day. Even something as simple as like, hey, I need to go to the grocery and I need to get it done, you know, especially now, you really can't go out and eat anymore, so you really have to you know, plan things accordingly and and just kind of of be really good with managing your resources, you know.
0: Yeah, I totally agree with that. I think very similar experience. I think the first at least for me, I felt like the first two weeks, um, I took a little bit more relaxed. Uh, I was like, oh, this is a perfect time for me to just take a breather real quick and uh, stay at home. Uh, it's nice. It, it's
1: <laughs> nice to having to drive, I'll tell you that.
0: <laughs> oh, for sure. You save a lot of time. And I mean, if you really think about it, um, for me personally, my commute uh, used to be 30 minutes uh, to the office and 30 minutes back. Uh, just depending on the time that I left but that was the average so if, if you're going to the office five days a week um, you're you're saving at least five hours every week now so it's like you got a new extra five hours that you know you can now do whatever you want with and uh, but but kind of taking a step back I think uh, you know you mentioned a really important point and I think you know in the beginning of my my quarantine experience it was just really unstructured I kind of just woke up and said, oh, well, you know, I can do anything I want to today. And so that kind of led to, you know, me, oh, you know, I'll just do a little bit here and then I'll scroll through Facebook, I'll scroll through Instagram and then two hours have passed and I'm just like, "Ah, oh, crap, like.
1: <laughs> and then I'm going to go on Netflix, I'm going to go watch Tiger King. Everyone's been watching Tiger King, so I'm going to watch it. <laughs> yeah.
0: So have you kinda- seen it? Uh, I haven't yet, but I've seen the okay. trailer. I've seen all the Twitter posts, and um, it's I heard it's pretty controversial.
1: Okay, I won't ruin it for you then, but but back to your point. Yeah,
0: so um, something that I found to be super useful for me um, was journaling on exactly what my first um, you know, five or six hours look like in the day. So and then also being really di- disciplined still on waking up at the same time. Even though, I mean, like, because in the beginning during the quarantine, it's like, well, I don't really need to wake up at the same time because I just have to go downstairs and work. So, (laughs) and so for me, I just realized, like, oh, wow, like, I really should just maintain my same routine in terms of waking up early and um, having a very structured hour by hour um, understanding of what is, what is it exactly that I'm going to be doing for at least the first five to six hours of my day, just block it out. So I, I just time block it. Uh, so like, you know, wake up, uh, do some form of exercise. So I've been doing a lot of yoga. Um, and, uh, for those of you who are interested in trying yoga, uh, core power, uh, on demand is offering free yoga classes, so they they do some awesome yoga classes. Definitely recommend it. Um, and then you know, uh, do some showering, uh, uh,
1: do some reading, uh, some yeah, meditation. Showering is important. Yeah. <laughs> we're we're joking. How you can easily go a couple days without showering, uh, <laughs> and no one would know except your I guess your family. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah so
0: you know time blocking I think has you know been super helpful and making sure that at least for me I, re- I, I realized like setting up my first half of the day to take care of my mental health and my physical health uh, made me a lot more productive uh, throughout the day because um, it's already priming my mind uh, to uh, lead more of a productive day so to speak so if, if right in the beginning of the day I got to exercise in I got some reading in, I got some journaling in, then I feel like I'm in a good mental state to actually be productive that day. So that's one thing that I found, you know, to be super helpful.
1: I I think that point that you made on exercise is very important, um, especially during times like these, because as you know, all the gyms are closed. and, And when I realized, damn, the gyms are closed, You know, if you're into outdoor sports, whether it be you know basketball or baseball or football or soccer or tennis, you know, or anything like, or even swimming, anything like that, all of these facilities are closed, or at least you shouldn't be engaged in public activities at these facilities. And and it was it was kind of a struggle for me because I I usually play tennis outdoors, you know, a couple times a week, and then. It wasn't really until I went to several courts throughout Diamond Bar, throughout multiple different cities where they were all physically chained and locked, that I realized, wow, we, we are literally on a severe lockdown. This is not this is not, you know, like perception anymore. This is actually happening. This is a legit hardcore lockdown and we need to adapt. And so I think to your point, not only is structuring the time of the day in which you do things, not only is that important, but I think physically structuring your home to be a good physical place for fitness and a good physical place to work is just as important you know there's this i don't know there's a saying that says if you change your environment you know you change who you are i'm i totally don't remember where where that quote came from but something along the lines of that i think it really does make a difference like for example i cleared out an extra room that used to be my old room because they have more space for exercise equipment. You know, you get these cheap pull-up bars, you get some cheap dumbbells that you can buy on not even Amazon, but on these like third party apps like OfferUp where you can just buy them for cheap and then just set up set up a very basic rudimentary workout station so that you can do stuff, right? Or the good old fashioned running and jogging. I've been jogging a lot more, running a lot more and walking my girlfriend and her not walking my girlfriend, but walking my girlfriend's dog with her um, around the neighborhood. And what what's, although there's a lot of negative news, you know, on the media because of coronavirus and the, the negative impacts the death tolls, the increasing number of cases throughout the world. Um, some of the positives that I've seen out of this, this dire situation is that a lot of families are doing things that they normally wouldn't do. I don't know if you have had a chance to see this, Kevin, but like, I see a lot of my neighbors they're actually socializing and talking to each other, although six feet apart. Mm-hmm. but you know just normal behaviors where you wouldn't bat an eye or or turn around and say hi to your neighbors or kind of see how their family's doing or just seeing dads playing playing soccer in the backyard with their with their daughters or just people having more time together. I think the the sense of community has actually become stronger even though we're doing social distancing which is kind of ironic, but it's kind of beautiful to see at the same time. That's awesome, man. Yeah, no, I haven't, I haven't personally, um,
0: been out walking that much. A lot of my exercise has been more calisthenics and maybe just going in the backyard and get some sun. Mm -hmm. Um, so I I haven't walked as much, but that's, that's really great to hear that's happening. I can imagine that, um, you know, people are definitely, they definitely have something now to relate about. Right. And I think Mm -hmm. that's, um, It's always a good thing. It's good to at least focus on the bright side and and see the opportunity and uh, to relate with others, you know, so.
1: Yeah, time spent with family, I think is always time well spent, Um, especially, you know, people you take for granted. You know, you might not have those conversations or play that board game with someone you know. And now that you have all the time, you don't have the excuse to say, I don't have time for you. You know, exactly. You kind of you make the effort. You make Uh, the effort.
0: uh, Yeah. That's, that's what I noticed is like uh, another great way to at least spend this time is just give people you haven't talked to in a while a call. Just check in with them, see how they're doing and make a connection. I think those things are actually pretty fulfilling. And on a normal day to day, if things were not in crisis right now, you wouldn't think to do that. You wouldn't bet like, you know, and I, like you said, to even just think about doing something like that and catching up with a, a, an old friend. And I I found I've had a lot of great, you know, meaningful conversations uh, just by catching up with friends and, you know, just checking in, see how they're doing and, you know, what they've been up to. Um, And then just relating, you know, uh, supporting each other mentally. I think that's, um, you know, we're social beings. We need connection. And if we don't do that, you kind of go crazy. (laughs) The
1: coolest thing, too, was also... Because we're, you know, we're millennials and and baby boomers kind of get get a bad rep for not being so good with tech. Mm-hmm. At least, at least my older relatives aren't so good with tech. But it's so cool seeing them adapt and assimilate onto the video and digital world, the digital front. You know, just seeing, like, just last week, I saw my mom with a group of twelve of her friends. You know, all around the same age, just on Zoom info, and I had never seen that before. And they're mm-hmm. they're just they're like how do you click this button how do you mute how do you share video it was just kind of cute to see because it's like wow they're they're really trying and adapting and finding ways to to utilize the technology of today to stay connected you know yeah the world's a lot smaller than it used to be and anyone's reachable much quicker now i think this extreme example of corona has allowed us at least allowed all generations to to see how easy it is to get stay connected yeah, hundred percent. I think it's forcing companies to to even
0: um, have to like, yeah. adapt to work remotely, and I think it's going to create a lot of new kinds of opportunities. I think it's going to save a lot of time for a lot of people. Um, it's going to help the so environment. It's going to help the environment too. I think with people less needing to travel to work and being able to do work remotely, I think that's going to be a a, a huge benefit for. Um, society as a whole and for people in general to um have that extra time you know Um, but speaking of speaking of working out you know what's your what's your workout routine lately
1: i mean it's it's not necessarily calisthenics i i I guess it would be some form of that but i I was watching um not the avengers yeah i was watching the avengers series on disney plus if you guys haven't taken advantage of the one week free trial i highly recommend it there's a lot of good (laughs) movies that supposed to air in theaters that are just being being put on the platform for free literally Mm. that's what i like too a lot of companies are just giving things away for free in times like these and i think it's a really smart marketing tactic and just a really smart way to to add value to people's lives um but going back to exercising i've been doing something called a called a ar7 workout it was like inspired by jason momoa you know aquaman oh no way okay yeah but it's kind of it's kind of interesting because this workout requires not a lot of equipment. You literally just need uh basically two dumbbells and maybe a pull-up bar. You know, mm. one of those twenty-five dollar pull-up bars that you station onto the door frame or the yeah. wall. Even if you can't get that, you can get two chairs and like a very sturdy bar of some sort, mm-hmm. and then just do rows. You know, just inverted rows off the ground as mm. a pull exercise. But I won't go into all the details, but if we want to check it out, we can we can plug that into um, either our description or or a newsletter that you and I are working on later on. So yeah. If people want to see um, just sort of a lot of the topics that – because we're going through a lot of topics that may be missed um, in translation uh, so that people can, can check it out. But basically, you do seven rounds of seven reps of, I think, four to five exercises. You can either make it four or five exercises. And that's very tough. That's a total of 50 reps, body weight, for, for four different body parts. So you do mm-hmm. a pull, maybe a push, maybe a leg exercise, maybe a core exercise. So those four. And then mm-hmm. you just keep rotating. Seven reps, all four, seven times. Mm-hmm. And then once you're done with that, you should be fried and pretty toasted because you only have seven seconds of rest in between each exercise. Mm-hmm. So this is not only like a like a body weight workout, but it's like a really intense cardio workout. And if you're still not tired and if you're a beast, then you can do round two, which is six by six. You do the same circuit over again, but you do six reps of each exercise six times. Yeah. And then you lower your rest time down to six seconds. And if you really, really, really want to kill yourself, uh, there's a third round, which is a five, five by five. So I don't care who you are, even if you're the strongest, you know, power lifter or the, the best calisthenics person, if you. Do this, I can guarantee your lungs will be burning. Yeah, your lungs will burn. Dang, I want to try that. That sounds like yeah, a pretty it, good recipe. It doesn't workout. require a yeah. lot of space, too, but it will require some time. Like, it's not one of those that you can just bang through in like 20, 30 minutes. Like, you might be able to do the first round seven by seven in 20, 30 minutes, but total together may take an hour and a half or more mm. just because you're so burnt out um, by the end of it interesting yeah my my workouts have definitely not
0: been as complex but i definitely want to step it up a little bit um, yeah. i've been keeping it super simple um i don't know if you heard of this show called one punch man but he's kind of become like this internet phenomena
1: oh and it's cute. Yeah. It, yeah yeah there's uh, a that series
0: <laughs> yeah it's a re- so those of you who don't know it's essentially a anime where there's yeah. this hero who kind of looks a little funny he's like bald uh, big eyes, small mouth, and he's in a, a, a yellow rubber suit with red boots. And his, <laughs> his superpower is he, one, he just does one punch against a villain or like this huge monster, and the villain just explodes. And the entire show is centered around that. And there was a workout that was, um, I guess, named after him, but he kind of mentions it in the show. And um essentially the workout is, is pretty straightforward. It's you do a hundred push-ups, you do a hundred pull-ups, and you do a hundred squats, <laughs> and then you just rotate between all that. I think that's the general basis of it, at least that's what I've been doing. Uh and so you just do that. Um do a hundred push-ups, a hundred pull-ups, and a hundred squats. And it's actually a really good workout. And I as simple as it is, I find it really easy to Stay on top of because you're not really thinking about what you're going to be doing the next day. It's like okay, today's push-up day, Uh, you know, today's pull-up day, today's squat day. Um, I mean, in theory, you could just do it all three in one day, but I I just split it apart like one chest day and then back day and then leg day, and then I just rotate between them. You you actually see some pretty decent results, and um, at least the way that I structure it is like you know in the beginning um, I I can't do 100 in a row. At the moment, so I'll maybe break it up into like twenty reps, and then I'll do another twenty, and then I'll do another twenty, and then once the hundred is done, my workout is done. So it's like that's it's very simple. Um, but yeah, but I mean, you might,
1: might even slow down there for for some some of the followers. I don't think everyone can just bang out twenty pull ups in a row.
0: <laughs> well, for pull ups is different. So pull ups, um, I I do something uh, a little different because it's harder in my opinion to harder. do a pull up than a push up. So when I first started, uh, I would do something called, like, a negative pull-up. So I would actually hop up and then try to come down as slow as possible. So, like, you hop up, make sure your chin goes over the bar, and then slowly drop down. It's essentially, like, a, what they call a negative pull-up, but at least puts your muscles under tension if you, you don't have enough strength to pull your entire body weight up. So that, that builds your strength over time so that eventually... You can do more reps of pull-ups. Yeah. So, um, I mean, in terms of anything else, you know, what else have you been, you know, doing to, you know, keep yourself occupied, productive, and you feel like um, has been making your time during quarantine really meaningful and productive?
1: Reading, lots of reading. As boring as it is, I force myself to to read for about two hours a day it's sort of my way of like catching up on 20 years of not reading enough books <laughs> so i read about everything um i i tend to avoid the news because i've I figured you know whatever negative or bad news is out there someone else out in my family or circle of influence will tell me about it you know so i i, I just get a very condensed view of okay here's what you know dr fauci said you know here's what what our president trump has said or whatever, whatever the global leaders around the world are saying, and then just take everything as a grain of salt, but more so just reading on books that, that maybe I've wanted to read about or topics that I wanted to learn more about, um, that I haven't had the chance to get around to. Uh, I've been reading like a couple books, uh, regards, in regards to advertising and, um, copywriting. Um, one of them is called the boron letters, which kind of teaches you how to do, write content in a way that is appealing to people. Um, Another one I, another two I haven't get across to is um, Ogilvy on advertising. Oh, I have that one. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. He's basically the Don Draper of Batman. He is. is. Uh, He's a legend. That's basically what the book's based off of. And I had no idea that this is based off of like the guy Ogilvy. So I definitely am excited to check that book out. Um, And the other one is uh, also another advertising related book called Influence. Um, or something of the psychology of influence. So they're all somewhat interrelated with each other. But you know, sometimes I get into a topic and I just go all in on the topic until I get bored of it. Um, sometimes I'm kind of more s- dispersed and spread out. You know, I, I, and I think that's another great point to bring up during this quarantine is, you know, what are you doing with this time? You can only do so much with your work, really, because if there are no people going out, spending money, you know, stimulating the economy, there's not a lot of clients to service you know, or not as much. And so not as much time to drive, to commute back and forth, you know, not as much time to go to the There's, There's just all this extra time. And I think filling your mind with useful information or at least information that interests you is a very good way to pass time. You know, not just as easy as it is to watch a lot of Netflix, a lot of Disney Plus, a lot of Amazon Prime Video, which is fine. Uh, I think it's it's very productive to use this time to to read about things, you know, that that a little bit more, how should I say, educational, a little bit more rich in terms of information.
0: Yeah, I definitely notice that too. Is like after you watch uh, things that don't require any sort of intellectual stimulation, your your brain kind of gets fried after a while.
1: If you're just um, reacting you know, constantly, you're just reacting, you're not, you're losing the proactive muscles. I think we talked about that in one of our previous episodes, proactive
0: activities. Yeah, reading has definitely been great. I've been more focused on um, Zen philosophy lately. I think it's been uh, something that has piqued my, my interest, and it's always has been. um, But there's a a book called dropping ashes uh, on Buddha. And it's essentially like a dialogue between um, you know, different students of Zen and them um, writing letters to uh Zen masters. And it you can kind of see uh like questions that people typically have when they're first uh practicing Zen and trying to understand its philosophies and then the masters kind of give a, a response. And so I found that to be pretty interesting, insightful when it comes to at least finding peace and tranquility, so to speak, in you know this kind of crazy environment and being able to find some centeredness um and one thing that i always visit every morning is the dao de ching which is like a um a book uh, written by lao uh, who's this like uh chinese philosopher in the ancient times and um, i'm reading the translation by stephen mitchell and so that's one book that i read every morning that i find at least for me brings me a lot of uh you know wisdom to uh, stay calm in this moment, and how to and principles and life principles to navigate um, any sort of life environment. But I think especially uh, times of stress and anxiety. Um, so I think those are you know two really good books that I've been reading on. Um, but you know highly highly recommend it. And you know like like Stuart said, if if you do want a list of some of these recommendations that we're talking about, uh, we're we're going to be working on a newsletter. Uh, where we'll be uh, sending out all of these uh, recommendations because we know it's a little bit hard to write all this stuff down and actually search it up. Um, you might miss it. We want to make it a little bit easier for you guys to implement. Yeah. You know, so,
1: so we'll just consolidate for you in an easy to, to digest list. Yeah. Exactly.
0: So we'll probably leave the, the link in the show notes below and you can click on it and subscribe and we'll be able to send that over to you.
1: Yeah. yeah. Another thing too... Um, You said, you know, more time to to read things. Have you been spending more time to to meditate, you know, in the spirit of Zen? Uh,
0: Absolutely. I think uh, morning for sure. I always do uh, some yoga. So just moving, um, moving meditation essentially, but also stretching my muscles. I find it a lot easier to meditate after I do yoga. So I always do yoga first. And then I just do some sitting meditation after that, maybe for 10, 15 minutes and just sitting there, um, not really trying to, um, you know, think of a meditation routine, but just more of like focusing on the breath, um, and then just checking in with my body, seeing how I'm feeling. Um, and then whatever comes up in my mind, just observing it. I think, um, you know, right now, especially for me, it's like, you're, I'm thinking of a lot of things because of this time it's a little bit, uh, anxious. It's kind of scary to think, Um, you know, the economy is so uncertain, we don't know how long this is going to be lasting for. I think long term, you kind of remind yourself that it's going to be okay, but it's like, well, for how long do I have to deal with this? So for me, I've just been more observing those thoughts that pop into my head, um, rather than thinking of a solution for them and just kind of like saying, oh, you know, this is what Kevin's thinking right now, and then just observing it. So that's just what I've been doing when it comes to meditation. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, just really that morning session, not, not more than that. Um, I typically find that to be enough. And then something new that I've been doing is journaling at the end of the day. So like just reflecting on what I actually got done and what were some of the wins for the day. Cause I think it's so easy for the days to blend together that I felt like I needed to at least write down and reflect on the progress that I made that day because, you're kind of doing the same thing physically. If you think about it, it's like, you know, you wake up, you go downstairs, do whatever it is that you do. You sit in front of a computer all day, you eat and then you go to sleep. So your mind doesn't, It your body feels like it's doing the same thing. So mm-hmm. I find that journaling and tracking, like what it is. I like, got that done at the end of the day. It gives you like more of a feeling of like, okay, that's what I accomplished today. So it, it makes, it reassures me that I'm, moving in some sort of direction, um, and and being able to keep track of that progress. So I think that's actually uh, something that I recommend to you. It's been super helpful for me in terms of, um, I guess a different form of
1: meditation and uh, and more reflection. Yeah. For me, um, mine's has not been as much of a spiritual journey. Well, I guess walking the dog, um, with my girlfriend is pretty spiritual. Sometimes we'll go for hour, hour and a half walks and There'll be no dialogue or talking for about, you know, 30, 40 minutes, not because we're arguing, but it's just like, we're just, we're just kind of enjoying the peace and just, you know, feeling the air blow through our hairs and just listening to the things going on around us, you know, and it the, the quiet is, is, is quite peaceful You know, I wouldn't mm-hmm. call that meditating, but in ways you're kind of just letting things go and just, just going with the flow. You know, and, and I think those are moments that we, we definitely don't have enough of. I think, at least for myself, before this quarantine. And I think that that's pretty nice. One thing that has been a, a little bit more exciting for us is uh, because a lot of restaurants are closed, we've been working a lot more on making our own dishes, you know, cooking our own food. And so these these sort of adventures, if you will, to, to Whole Foods or like Sprouts or or, or to grocery stores, become a lot more interesting because it's like, ooh, what do we want to make today? What dish do we want to attempt? You know, um, how do we want to responsibly shop for ingredients? Or, or, or you know, you, you, you are more, you're a lot more conscientious and a lot more considerate about what you put in your body when you have to make it yourself. You know, if you go to a restaurant, you just do it to go. You're just like, whatever. You know, there's 2000 grams of sodium in this. You know, there's like five sticks of butter, whatever. It tastes good. Right. But when you have to make your own dish, you realize, oh, so that's how much butter goes into this dish normally. Right. So like so that's how much work it takes to actually sous vide like a certain type of like dish or cut a certain vegetable or prepare peeling things, you know. But I do think making dishes at home, um, there's a satisfaction to it. Like you you appreciate where your food comes from um, and you also I don't know, for some reason, I think it actually can taste better than food that's made outside from restaurants if you if you practice the dish or you know what you're doing you know you have more control over what you put in your body i think that's that's another really really positive thing that i think that's come out of this quarantine for for myself Mm, that's
0: awesome man yeah i i could definitely see that um one of the challenges that at least we have at our house is yeah when we're when we're when we're cooking all the time the dishes become uh yeah you have to wash yeah. dishes so much so actually one thing that we've been doing now is uh we've just been everyone just uses one bowl and whenever we cook something yeah. we we just put it in one bowl so that way we don't need to have a bunch of different dishes that we're using to wash yeah. afterwards so after we're all done it's like okay well we're just washing four dishes like, that's it, you know, <laughs> and maybe the that's pan it. and the tools that we use to cook it. But that's one does of your, the, the downsides to cooking all the
1: time is the having to do a bunch of dishes. <laughs> does your family do like three square meals a day or are they kind of like you where they're more flexible, like intermittent fasting? Mm,
0: I, I do intermittent fasting. I know um, not, not well, not everyone in my family does it. Only I do it. Um, but my first, okay. yeah, so my first meal is just typically like a smoothie and then maybe some, like a small, like entree, you know, uh, so like rice, maybe a form of protein and some veggies and the dinner will probably be something similar, but like different kinds of veggies and proteins. And so it's pretty simple and straightforward. Um, you know, definitely haven't gone all out in terms of trying to make some, you know, uh, some fancy stuff, but you know it's gone us by but I definitely agree you're, you're you're more aware of what you're eating and at least for me I definitely haven't watched my diet as much because um you I think I end up munching on stuff <laughs> especially during the time frame that I can eat I'll probably just like end up eating snacks so I've yeah. been replacing a lot of like chips with like fruits just just to kind of satisfy that craving um but you know that's definitely something I'm still working on but um yeah just kind of um you know trying to alternate snacks with fruits and and uh simplifying our cooking by just using one bowl per meal
1: <laughs> Cause I, I was thinking about what you're saying one bowl per meal i was thinking so do you like use that bowl for like cereal in the morning and then during lunch you got to clear it out and then put porridge in there <laughs> Like you,
0: you would you would yeah that's kind of what oh. we do
1: yeah <laughs> okay that's pretty yeah. dope
0: yeah that's that's the only thing dude is like i I don't want to have to spend you know an hour doing all the dishes if you're using a bunch trying to you know lay things out and then you know at least in asian culture right it's all the
1: asian culture because we don't we don't use the dishwasher we just rinse it and then just put it on the drying rack basically
0: Exactly. (laughs) and uh, on top of that we don't even just use one plate we use like one plate for our dish, then a bowl for rice, and then you have multiple plates for whatever entrees are on the table. So it's like a lot of work to have to wash it, you know? (laughs) But um, anything else you want to
1: add, Stuart, before we uh, wrap up this podcast? A couple of things that we highlighted, you know, structure the time of your day appropriately so that there's some sort of organized chaos to your method. Just being creative with with what you have, right? Like your environment, your workspace, making the most out of your physical space to do activities like exercising, like meditating, like cooking, you know, like doing your work. Um, and also, I think just just not taking things for granted. You know, there these are these are tough times and not easy times for for a lot of people. And being able to enjoy the small and simple things really really goes a long way to your mental. Sanity and your mental clarity, you know, just being able to appreciate and be grateful for very basic things. Um and trying to look for the positives of things. Like I said, people are interacting more in a, in a more human way, in a more direct way. We're connecting more, ironically. And I think it's beautiful. I think this is what technology was designed for, is to connect us, not to divide us. And I think for the first time. I, as ironic as it is, you know, with social distancing, we're, we're actually using these platforms to connect the way they were designed to be used, you know, on a large scale worldwide. Yeah, awesome. Well, uh, hopefully you guys
0: enjoyed this episode. Um, you know, if you liked it, you know, please uh, leave us a review. Um, it really helps us find other listeners like yourself. And uh, we mentioned our new newsletter. uh, So if you'd be interested or you would find it valuable to get a list of all the recommendations that we talked about in this podcast, um, we are going to be putting a link below where you can sign up for the newsletter. And we'll email you all the recommendations that we talked about in this podcast. Uh, But until
1: then, we'll uh, talk to you guys next time. Yeah. Take care. Be safe.